Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my Daily Politics Podcast. It's Monday, August 14th. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel, yes, same title as Jack Smith, who's charging Donald Trump with trying to fake being elected. Merrick Garland has named another special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. So even though these are in no way equivalent in terms of the future of our democracy, casual consumers of news might be tempted to think, well, there's a Trump special counsel and a Biden special counsel, whatever about those two. With me now, though, is the Washington bureau chief for The Economist magazine, Idris Kaloun. He began at The Economist, his bio page says, as a data journalist in London, graduated from Harvard with a degree in applied mathematics and economics, not your usual majors for a journalist. So he's one of those journalists who's not afraid of math, which is a good thing. He was last on this show in February to discuss President Biden's approach to the economy. Idris, good to have you on again. Welcome back to WNYC. Well, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hunter Biden. First, there was a plea agreement. Now there's a special counsel that just got announced by Attorney General Merrick Garland after our show on Friday. So let's touch on this, how quickly things change. Remind us what the plea agreement was and why a judge then rejected it. Right. So Hunter Biden, the president's son, um, who's had a checkered uh, personal life uh, that many of you are familiar with, uh, had been under investigation by federal prosecutors for several years. Um, It was announced by David Weiss, who is a federal prosecutor in Delaware, who had been leading the case, that uh, he had struck a plea agreement with Hunter Biden uh, for two tax misdemeanor offenses uh, and one uh, gun charge, uh, which they would uh, agree to. Um, So that went before a judge. This was struck, I think, on July 20th. Um, They went before a federal judge on July 26th, um, who was fairly hostile to the plea agreement. uh, And it came apart in a very contentious three-hour hearing uh, for something that is normally quite routine. Um, In particular, uh, the point that uh, Hunter might be liable for future tax offenses uh, seemed to be uh, something that the prosecution and the defense team were in disagreement about. And now the plea deal has unraveled. And Merrick Garland, the attorney general, just announced that David Weiss, who was the prosecutor overseeing this case, will now be the special counsel um, examining the case, which, in addition to giving him more prosecutorial powers, uh, means and resources means that he'll also be able to do uh, to charge uh, Hunter in other jurisdictions other than Delaware uh, if he finds that there is evidence of a crime. Do we know the nature of the ongoing investigation, what they're looking at, or what Hunter Biden is suspected of potentially that he wasn't already acknowledging with his plea on those tax and gun charges? So we can imagine that they will, you know, continue from that base. So the prosecutors allege that, um, in two years that they examined, uh, Hunter Biden made well over a million dollars and paid no federal income tax. Uh, Hunter has since said that he has paid them back, but uh, you know the IRS doesn't really uh, take that so lightly. Um, and then the gun charge uh, was that uh, Hunter had possessed a 
uh, gun uh, while he was addicted to a substance. Uh, and that was and he basically tested on a form that he wasn't uh, in order to obtain that gun and that that was a crime. Um, we don't know, you know, special counsel investigations have a tendency to get quite large and go down uh, any rabbit hole that they choose. That's the nature of them. Uh, but, you know, we remember, we do... for example, that once upon a time, uh, they didn't call it special counsel then, they called it something else. But similar position was investigating a land deal involving President Bill Clinton and wound up with his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, I think five or six years later or something. Uh, yeah. So, you know, what we do know is that Republicans in Congress really want uh, an investigation into uh, Hunter Biden's overseas dealings. Uh, in particular, they're, uh, they've raised through all, their own investigative powers. They've been looking into um, deals and arrangements that Hunter had with uh, Ukrainian companies and one other Chinese company. Uh, and, and their aim is, is fairly clear. They're hoping that they can link uh, you know, uh, what they see as Hunter's misdoings to uh, the president himself. Um, in fact, they've um, several of them have sort of leapfrogged the investigative process and said that um, they think that uh, the president is complicit in in bribe taking uh, and that he should be impeached. Um, you know, the, the 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 evidence, I guess, they hope will 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 manifest itself. Um, but you know, that's the hope that that they have. And and Republicans well, that sounds also- like that sounds like what uh, Rudy Giuliani told the Arizona state legislature when he wanted them to flip the 2020 election results. They asked him for evidence, and we, he said, well, I don't have evidence, but we have lots of theories. <laughs> that's, yeah. in, that's in the indictment of uh, Trump with Giuliani named as an unindicted co-conspirator. Is that all they have with respect to trying to link Hunter Biden's business dealings, especially if they were dirty in any way, uh, to Joe Biden? Or is this as fake as the fake electors? Look, that's that's you know they haven't publicly shown uh, very much of their hand if they have a hand. Um, you know they referred. There's an email that was on that laptop they referred to in which Hunter cryptically refers to someone as the big guy. Um, the idea is that um, the big guy was was Joe himself. Uh, yeah. Again, I think I think your expression that but that, doing that, what. Again, un- unclear. They have lots of theories, but I think the evidence is 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 forthcoming. Uh, but you know, there's very clear uh, aim at trying to find something here. I mean, it, it, it's reminiscent of the Benghazi hearings in in that way, right? There was the whiff of scandal about it, and so you know they were going to investigate it thoroughly. The Republicans were in order to to make a, a an electorally advantageous point. Um, and in this case, you already see that there is a lot of whataboutism on the Republican side uh, with the Hunter Biden investigation, particularly this deal that would have avoided jail time that they saw as a sweetheart deal uh, compared with all the indictments that are showering upon uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and, you know, I think we're due for another one uh, tomorrow as well. Tomorrow. Oh, do you think the Georgia indictment is coming down tomorrow? That's what I've read, uh, that it's it's supposed to come out uh, this week and and court watchers who know this stuff better than me uh said that they thought that it might come out uh, uh tomorrow but you know these days it's it's a it's a twice a month occurrence so it might not I make as much so. of a splash all right but there's a scoop all right producers take note we may have a wednesday morning segment to produce um but before we leave the hunter biden special counsel republicans who said the plea deal was a cover-up 
are now saying appointing David Weiss as special counsel to continue the investigation and cancel the plea deal is another cover-up, even though David Weiss was appointed by Donald Trump as U.S. attorney, uh, and he's been the one, this Trump appointee, investigating Hunter Biden. Now he's the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden. So how can they claim that David Weiss, of all people, is in the tank for the Bidens? Look, it doesn't need to make sense, right? I mean, there's there are folks, um, maybe many of the same folks thought that there was a this is what Randall. Washington political analysis has come to when you're being <laughs> truthful, when you're the Washington bureau chief or the economist, it doesn't need to make sense. I'm sorry, continue. No, I mean, a lot of these people were the same folks who thought that uh, there was a vast conspiracy to overturn the election that not only succeeded, but succeeded under the noses of several Republican governors like Brian Kemp in Georgia and Doug Ducey in Arizona. I mean, you know, it doesn't... <laughs> the. It, these are outcome determinative, uh, determined uh, theories, not uh, internally consistent ones, I would say. To close, let me ask you to put on your political analyst hat as Washington Bureau Chief for The Economist, because there's a striking false equivalence or non-equivalency to all this that I think should be said out loud. The public now has a Biden special counsel and a Trump special counsel both in the headlines. But as far as we know, one guy was the offspring of a president and he had a gun possession and a tax problem. The other was a president of the United States allegedly trying to subvert 250 years of electoral democracy. How, how do you play these stories relatively at The Economist um, while taking the Hunter Biden stuff as seriously as it should be taken, but without leaving the false impression that, oh, there are Biden and Trump special counsels, so let's throw up our hands. It's a wash. Yeah, we, we, we don't uh, we don't treat them symmetrically. Uh, you know, Trump's indictments and Trump's actions on January 6th have been cover stories many times over, and I suspect uh, they, they might be as well. And we've covered the Hunter Biden case, I think, uh, fairly and I think thoroughly. And we've sort of examined, you know, the personal failings of, of the president's son. But you know, the president's son is the president's son, uh, and the former president was president of the United States. And the crimes that he's accused of, particularly with the uh, Jack Smith indictment over his actions on January 6th, really go to the core of what the American Republic is about. Uh, you know, it is the most consequential um, indictment of the lot. It's more consequential than the storage of classified materials in Mar-a-Lago or the campaign finance violations that Alvin Bragg um, is is trying to prosecute the, the former president over. Um, that's a really, I mean, that's a core. I mean, America had for the first, it's, it's just a remarkable fact that America for the first time in its history did not have a peaceful transfer of power. Um, Arguably, I guess, since the Civil War, maybe. But, uh, you know, it, it, that is a, an astonishing, astonishing thing. Uh, and so the idea that there is a single Biden counsel and a single Trump counsel, I think, uh, doesn't pass any any muster at all. Idris Kloon, Washington bureau chief for The Economist. Thanks a lot, Idris. We really appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me on. Brian Lehrer, A Daily Politics Podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.